Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the Battleship Potemcast. Podnose Network proudly brings to you the best movie review podcast in Hull. The only one, Michael. Shut up. We are the Battleship Potemcast. I am your host as ever, her comedian who regularly performs Nowhere for No One, Captain Cook, and with me, a local author and movie critic, the man with the jokes, Rob Stokes. Ahoy. Today's episode is sponsored by Mother and Monster, the excellent space fantasy and debut novel of our very own Quartermaster Stokes. Mother of Monster is available on Amazon and all good bookstores. This is episode 113. Jingle, please. Ahoy and now then, Robert. Ahoy and now then, Captain Michael Cook. How's it going? Ah, I've been doing alright this week. Not been getting a lot of sleep, but I have been playing a lot of Tekken. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah, finally managing to uh, get our hands back on the uh, PlayStation 4. Um, and so I've mostly spent most, most evenings when you're not here wasting my time with Tekken. Cause, well, it beats wasting yeah. your time with other shit. Yeah, um, it's interesting getting back into it. I know I'm late to the fold, but I like to feel that I'm, I've established myself very quickly. in. Certain... Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Great. So you've been playing a computer game this week and you feel good about it? Well, yes, it was. That is not the, the, the best thing that happened this week. That's not the best. Well, maybe, actually. Now now it makes sense. Yeah. Because. Oh, you're not going to bring this up, are you? Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. We went go-karting this week. Why'd you have to bring that up? I yeah, it wasn't at, good for me either, mate. I won at Tekken. I lost at go-karting. Yeah, but against like online people that you can never see and they're just, they're just in the ether. Might really? not even be real, let's be honest. Quantum and shit. Versus actual real people. People I was who, was who I was on a podcast with just last week and should be out in the coming week or Ooh, so. Exciting. What podcast would that be? Uh, well, it was Ben and John there from the Quotal Recall podcast. Right. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie quiz about cult movies. I did the Aliens one. Excellent. How How well did you do? I don't... No, if I can say. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, because it kind of ruins the point. Does it ruin the point of the episode? Do people listen to it to find out who wins? Probably not. Probably for the questions. Mm. Um, I don't win. Right. I'll tell you that. That is. But, you know, I get one good impression. Oh, it is quotal recall, so, you know, points yeah. are awarded for impressions. Yeah, you're going to have to. Well, so, you can't leave that hanging and not have sort a pr- impression from aliens. Yeah, everyone had one. Yeah. Tom had the best one. He could do an assault rifle, like the the smart rifle. Right. right. Like so he could he... do that sound effect right. for reels like in the room. Right. This kind of... No, is a shotgun. No, no, whereas I'm just going, 17 years, man. We only last 17 days, man. And just totally overdoing the Paxton, yeah. as opposed to staying true yeah, to it. He's kind of like Arnold or Sylvester Stallone, where the more you overdo it, the more obvious that that's who you're doing. Like and Bill Baxton's a similar sort of vein, where it's almost less realistic you are, the better the impersonation. <laughs> hmm. But this is all very cleverly deflecting off the point of we went go karting, mm. and we'd been previously go karting. Check out that episode. Yes. And it was indoors. And if you remember correctly, I messed up my back. Yeah, you you fucked up your back last time. Well, I was not prepared for the level of back fuckery <laughs> no. that I, I received. Really, when they said, oh, by the way, these go-karts go at 45 miles per hour, 
where you'll see some serious shit rather than 18 miles per hour where you're going to just see the same old shit every day. You should have really gone, I'm going to put a pillow into... Oh, yeah, seat. yeah. But, oh, what, there's a moment in the pits is there to be like, excuse me, sir, can I have a pillow, please? Yeah. I'm awfully thin and have a knobbly spine. Yeah. <laughs> all, all you need... Well, you can you can stuff it in, uh, in, in the back of your T-shirt and just pretend you're half... Put on weight on my on my back. I'm I'm built like a motherfucker. And it, whoa, whoa, language. Um, that is one thing. I mean, next time, mm-hmm. I'm 100 percent taking a pillow. Hell, I might even get myself a full sumo fat suit. Yeah, just, and just dig in there and be like, right, at least I'm safe. <laughs> because it, we won't go. We'll talk about the race in a minute. But I do have to address this because it has affected the podcast going forward. Right, I smashed my back up bad. Yeah. Right. And this is not Michael being a wh- his usual whiny bitch self. He is. It, it was a genuinely bad fuck up. <laughs> so I've got these two giant eggs just on my spine with little scabs on them. Yeah. Right? And the first thing it, it stopped me doing was sitting correctly in the sofa or mm. on any chair for that matter. Which then meant when we went to see Annabelle Creation, yep. the review later in the episode... Sat, I couldn't. I was so uncomfortable. Did you not notice that I squirmed and moved considerably more than I ever do yeah. in the cinema? Because all the time I was like, my back, ow. I couldn't put my back back. So I've I've had to adopt the one buttock stance where yeah. I'm just like on my side, sat on one buttock. Yeah, just and that. it's horrible. Yeah, you have to um do that kind of draw me like one of your French girls lounge, which is impossible on cinema seats because you can't pull the armrests up. Exactly. Yeah. So you just have to lie across the armrests like some kind of weird lunatic. And I'm tall, so I always suffer from legroom issues. Yeah. So um, sitting forward along with that, that, that's a bad combination mm. event. But how did it happen? Well, let's rewind the clock and go. So we went go-karting. We've previously done it indoor, but this was an outdoor place yeah. in Hull next to the KCOM Stadium. Hull karting. Check it out. Hmm. Right. So it was outdoor. Yep. And it was a lot longer laps. It was about, a, let's say, an average lap of 50 seconds. Yeah, that's a Just fair. Just give or take. And the road was a lot wider, but the cart was a lot more powerful. Mm. Now, last time, I did pretty damn well at go-karting. Yeah. Because it was reasonable. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a reasonable pace. Whereas these were juggernauts. Yeah. And have a guess what messed up my back. I completely and utterly span out. Probably two dozen times over the 25 laps we did. Mm. And on one of them, I was coming in too hot. I needed yeah. to ease down, ease down. You're going to blow the transaxle. Aliens quote people. Yeah. Don't explain it then. It's not funny, knobhead. Sorry. I had to ease down, but didn't. And just fully spun it, went straight into like the, the, the boardings and that. And just yeah. ran my back. Probably would have had whiplash if it wasn't for those neck braces. Yes, because they did... They were very kind enough to provide us with neck braces, but it was just this very, but, just power. It was proper go-karting. Yeah. Like legit go-karting. Mm, I, so what ended up happening in the race was we had the pack of three in front. Yep. And that's where they stayed. Mm-hmm. Then we had me, miles behind them. Yep. And then quite a bit behind me was Ben from Quotal Recall. Farrell, who yep. we all know. Yep. Lud- Budding film screenwriter. Uh-huh. And then yourself. Yes. I... And you guys never got up to me. No. I never got up to the guys in front of me. Yeah. 
It so was, I just well, like kind of went twenty five laps. Yeah, it was by just, myself. <laughs> yeah, it was just almost like it was basically a time trial. Like I barely ever. Saw yeah, but anything. Rob, now I'm going to address the issue. You drove round, mm. like like there wasn't a race happening. Yeah, you just drove round. See, and I know there's Aesop's fables and the tortoise and the hare and all that. I could, I know where you're coming from, but dude, you just drove round. Yeah, I also did not fuck up my back. No, but. <laughs> I'd rather fuck up my back and come fourth than Ugh. just mosey on round and come last. I don't know. This is a um, a situation where it was the last time that I'd been go-karting previous to that was like fucking 11, 12 years old. Something to that effect. So? So I am out of practice. Yeah, but we no, writers. Yeah, but I have, the closest I have gotten to 45 miles per hour is reading a James Bond book where he goes you drive, at that speed. Rob. For the for the purposes of this analogy, I don't. But <laughs> it makes the analogy. We drove sound. to Edinburgh for Christ's sake. Yes, in a in a real car that had. It's the same thing. That had metal things around it, and ah, so you were scared of hurting your back. Yeah, and look. Well, look no offense, the- Rob. You've got far more cushioning than I have. On on my back. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. It's everywhere it, else. It's Logic muscle. dictates that it would cover your back as well. Yeah. It, yeah, I am a muscly motherfucker. It, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Ripped as fuck. So it, it would just bounce off in theory. It, really, I should have been bolder. Yes. Well, that was the first thing, because the, the tip I had, like, John had been before. Yeah. And he said, um, the, the first time he went, all he did was crash and spin out. So in my head, I was like, right. I want to do that straight away. Yeah. I want to crash and spin out as soon as possible so I know what it feels like so that if it happens in the race, I don't panic, you know, and exacerbate things. Because you can, you know, by you you understeer, oversteer, all these factors. Yeah. You've got to know how to turn a spin and stuff. So I thought, right, I'll go for it. I'll try and do it, spin as quickly as I can. And literally just straight away Mm. without me even trying. And that's what scared me. Yeah. Because then for the rest of it, I was... Like, I was gritting my teeth and, like, trying to drive ag- as aggressively as possible. But, but I the- had no marker for what, for if I was getting quicker or slower or anything. Yeah. Because you guys were all behind, and them guys were way in front. And then that was it. <laughs> but, yeah, so you can't... And I was just bezzing round, crashing, like, one in six corners. But to, to no avail, to yeah. no punishment or no thing. I mean, I had a couple of bits. Farrell briefly overtook me. And then I promptly took it back for three corners, and then he spun out. Yeah, and then that's about it. Mm. That was that was my race. Yeah. But it was funny seeing you with it because everyone else seemed to have like dark helmets, but you had a bright white one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you pottering around at twenty six mile an hour. Yeah, it was a, it's fought. Yeah. Well, not not to crashing, throw, spinning, flags going all over the place. Yeah. Well, not to throw people under the bus, but uh, Farrell, the other writer, um, and I think this is where the case comes into the fact that I was born unlucky, given the fact just being a writer cursed me because he was like, "Oh yeah, you came last. That's really weird." Number sixth is Farrell. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, so he I only just, finished one in front. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that the uh, profession of writing has. Was served well that day. I don't it, know. You'll have to get like Stephen King, J.K. Rowling, like in a yeah. star in a reasonably priced car, Top Gear type thing, and being like writers. Yeah, are you ready? I don't know why I've turned that into gladiators right there and there. But I'm, I like both. 
Contender ready. It, it's, it's writer versus car. The epic conclusion to this thousand years feud. Here we have Stephen King preparing up for the uh, bat, <laughs> going up against a Aust- an Austin Martin. And, an uh, Austin Martin. An Austin Martin. It's like Good an God Aston- Almighty! Yeah, it's like an Aston Martin, but... <laughs> it drinks beer. Yeah, it's driven- <laughs> It's narrated by JR everywhere you go. The sat-nav is fucking great. It's, <laughs> it's so enthusiastic wherever you go. Turn right! Turn right! Mm. Mm. But go-karting. Yeah. So it's like a monthly thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Are you I, going next time? Um, I think we need to uh, get the writer's wind back. I'll uh, practice by reading more James Bond books. And hopefully it should pass on the knowledge of how to drive really, really fucking fast. And then I will become go-karting champion. And finally, as writers will rise and take the earth back from the other people who were in the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was just gutted I didn't get a race. Mm. Like next time I go, yeah, I I'm think... just going to focus on not spinning out, yeah, and then hope that that takes me forward. Yeah. See, I think that would be the advantage of a smaller course would be the fact that it'd be tighter, tighter together, so you don't get these massive leaders, massive looters. You just get this crowd. No, but I, I like that. You need to, you need massively winners and losers. You need it. Mm. If you have these tiny courses and everyone you know feels like they've done well, mm. yeah, but mm. that's a bit like participation yeah. medals. Oh. And oh. I hate that. Stuff. Oh well, so so now that I've, I've suggested it, when you're talking about it, you're like, oh really? I wanted a race. I wanted someone to compete with, but. The moment I'm like, well, this is a solution. No, but I don't. To it. I don't want you to make it easier for me. If I want to race and stuff, that's on me. Yeah. Well, just change go. the player, not the game. Go slower. No, 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 no. That's not the, yeah. that's not racing. You got to go do fast. You, or do do you mean either get rid of the people who are better than you, and so just make no. sure that you win? No, is you that- were saying I'm, I don't want participation medals. I don't want it to be made easier and fairer for people. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want it to be fairer. I want it to be harder to win. Then there's prestige to winning. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point. Do you know how many medals I've actually won at football? How many? Two. Do you know how many I could have technically won? For like, what? Dozens. You know, like growing up, mainly like, you know, your school, post-school stuff in Australia where we get runners up. Anyway. (laughs) But that, it makes when you do win totally worth it. Oh, no, and also, you're hit with the grim reality of, I'm not that good of a footballer. Oh, no, I'm not saying <laughs> having people, you know, give, giving people a... Uh, yeah, I'm super anti, I'm super against participation in medals. And, you know, everybody yeah. gets a medal. Everybody did well. Yeah. I, I, I hate that. That's not what I'm suggesting at all in my example. It was just exactly what you said, basically, of, oh, it's, it's Well, then you're going to have a lot of editing to do because I don't want to sound like an idiot again. You, you keep that, stitching me up every week. That is fucking difficult because the what I have to I present the smartest version of you, ladies and gentlemen. Bollocks! This is the smartest version possible of Captain Cook. Normally, he's a dribbling idiot. We can barely get him to speak English normally on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to suggest I'm incoherent? Yeah, I've, I'm trying to suggest that you are. No, oh. I struggle to say that. We find ourselves an impasse. <laughs> But, yeah, mm. we should do more shit like that. 
Yes. Uh, I want to go paintballing. Just point it out there. Have you ever been paintballing? Um, no, in fact. You've never been paintballing? No. I thought you'd, you'd be quite like me in that regard that paintballing, after seeing that one spaced episode, is this romantic thing of like, yeah. yes, it's, like it's safe war. Yeah, it's one of these things that um, generally it's more been the opportunities to do it just have not arisen. Or oh. they have and I've been too lazy. Oh, well, that's on you then, you lazy bastard. Mm. I've been paintballing. All right. Several times. It's great. Yeah. It is great. I-, I can imagine. But I'm really good at it because I can move. Yeah, peep. Like, no offense, bro. I'm a bit of a smaller target than thee. All right. Especially if I'm stood sideways. And, um. Not, not with that pillow honest. on your back, you uh, won't me. <laughs> I know exactly where I'm aiming for with the uh, paintballs. Well, you're not allowed to shoot in the head. They're the rules. Not the head. Those shoot. two eggs on your back. That The hatchlings. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, I'd just be like a gremlin. Like, ah, all the Captain Cooks just start crawling out of my back. Yeah. Criticizing. Like borrowers. Him. Whinging. Yeah. <laughs> Being sad. I didn't get to race anyone. <laughs> Let's race each other, man. But yeah, let's do paintballing, Rob. Because you don't even need friends. Me and you could literally go, and other people happen to be there, and we just get put on their team, the poor bastards. Yeah. (laughs) That'd that'd be quite cool. Although I think... We could do that. Let's just drive up one weekend and just go paintballing. Fuck yeah. I don't know. If you'd like to recommend any activities for Rob and I to do on a weekend and report back to you, lest we forget. Yeah. I went to one of them zombie survival weekends last year. Yes. Check out that episode. And Birmingham, mate. Yeah, that one. I know that particular one that you went to sadly was not that great. But, but there's potential yeah, in it, that world. It's, it's a potential idea because, again, just that's a great idea. Just what if you're in a zombie film? Mm. Yeah. Just. Uh, the thing, like, the, the best bits of paintballing for me were like, the, they give you a brick and they're like, right, this is a bomb. You've got to put it in this room. Yeah. And then there's three bricks on your team. And then you've got, you know, whoever makes it, la, 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 la. And yeah. I love those missiony type things. Yeah. Well, like, we should be doing mission type yeah. activities. When it when it's made... We, let's go to an adventure park, like, one of them, like, let's go climbing cargo nets and do zip yeah. lining and oh, shit Oh, fucking go apes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, go yeah. apes. Those are great. Yeah. Uh, I've been on plenty of those. Uh, apes together, strong. That That is a whole new uh, avenue of enjoyment for me, for me. And in fact, I endeavour to go to the, my next one. In a monkey suit. <laughs> yes. Straight up dressed as a monkey. Yes. And, and you can only refer to me as Cobra. Yeah. I, I'd I'd go by either Caesar or Maurice, depending on the colour. You're a Maurice, mate. Ah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't I have the dignity? I'd be a Cornelius. <laughs> don't I have the dignity of, of Caesar, though? Or the uh, devilish intelligence of Dr. Zaius? Dr. Zaius, Dr. Zaius. Going back retro there. Oh. There's one of those places in Hall St. Stephen's that's got loads of trampolines and stuff everywhere. Yeah. And bouncy foam pits. Mm. I've never been to one of them, and I'd like to. See, I... Just do loads of flips and shit. Yeah. See, I'd almost be uh, tempted to go back to the uh, 70s retro sci-fi theme of doing uh, Gampo, I believe it's called. Gampo. Which is the stupidest fictional martial art that you have never heard of. So, have you ever heard of The Prisoner? You got, no, I don't think so. Yeah, the, it's the TV show where a man is locked on an island 
Um, oh, and the big yellow, the big, yeah, the like, big white thing yeah, goes and chases ball, him. And I they, am not a number. I am a man. Yeah, and they remade it with Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. In uh, the mid-2000s. It was mm, dreadful. Yes. Um, but this, they, it was Sorry, remembered. the critic? Yeah, well, I was about to say it was remembered as this highly thoughtful science fiction and this deep, thrilling mystery that was, oh, wow, this is really exciting and cool. And then there was Gang Po, where it was an introduction of the martial arts of the future, where two men jump around on trampolines, trying to shove one another into a pool while doing spin kicks at one another. And Sounds that, amazing. Yeah, it's brilliant, but it's also somehow adorably naive that that was back in the 70s. Yep, this is what martial arts will look like in the future. Doing. This is what UFC doing. will be. It's just doing, doing, hoia! splash. Well, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Bit like that. <clears throat> Left yeah. and right. Can yeah, you, that is strange. Yeah. And Can you imagine, like, UFC nowadays just going, we're going to have everybody bring in the trampolines. This is going to be the main event. My name is George St. Pierre, and I'm a great wrestler, and first and foremost, a great gymnast, and I love the trampoline. Yeah. Who, who would you think of the modern... UFC roster would actually be the best at jumping on, around on, on tra- a trampoline. <laughs> yeah, on a trampoline trying to shove the other into a pool. Well, I could be a complete win? nerd and say, well, obviously Holly Holm because she does backflips. Yeah. Obviously Stephen Wonderboy Thompson because he does backflips um, and obviously John Jones. Uh, but I'm going to say Mark Hunt. Uh, he does have the weight advantage. Like, <laughs> it would be amazing to see Mark yeah. Hunt do a backflip. He's a big target as well, so he could... He, 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 he'd it, seriously, you get tectonic plates that would move. Yeah. If Mark Hunt did a... And I mean that with all the love in the world. Yeah. I, I think the trampolines would bounce off him. He would land on them and they would go through the ground. And just go <laughs> but yeah, we should go trampolining. We should do activities. Yeah. Because it's the end of summer and winter's coming. <laughs> yeah. See, I have a trampoline in... Um, well, the garden of my parents' home does have a trampoline. Are you a trampolinist? Are you good at them? Um, decently good-ish. I'm better than the average person. I can do a backflip. Oh, that's pretty... And yeah. land on your feet? Yes, almost. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. think you can. I could back in my day. Nowadays, I wouldn't trust myself on... Like, unless it was like one of the big trampolines. That I can land on my knees. Um, I could do it on my knees with the uh, modern... With the modern. With just the trampoline that I have in the back garden. Because you've got your silly little kind of ones that are the size of two dinner plates next to one another. And it's shit. Then you've got ones which are about the size of... A snooker table. Yeah. And then you've got ones which are huge, gigantic, uh, massive Olympic ones that are like... Yeah, the ones you had at school. Yeah, the ones that you had in school. I could do a backflip and land on my feet on the school ones. Oh, piece of piss, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do it on the uh, one in my garden, but I could do just landing on my knees. Yeah. I I used to... Do Swanton Bonds, the the great yeah. Jeff Hardy move. Because that's that that's where it all comes back to. Is yeah. that you, was the first jumpy, flippy, gymnasticy thing I ever learned to do. Yeah, well, because all you would do on a you would have a, a re- trampoline, and everyone would go, "Oh, great! We could do so many wrestling moves on those, and they won't hurt. We could just do them whatever, and people bounce around like crazy, like a crazy, like a crazy." So with that in mind. All those activities. We do an activity that we love to do. And eat Nudaroo and Cinemaroo. Ah, oh, we eat the cinema. Yes, with noodles. 
Nice. What's on the menu today, then? Annabelle Creation. Jingle, please. Annabelle Creation was directed by David F. Sandberg and written by Gary Doberman and stars Stephanie Sigman, Miranda Otto and Lulu Wilson. So, we have got back from seeing this film yesterday and has it left much of an impression from seeing uh, it yesterday? The first impression it left on me is, as long-term Battleship Potemkast fans will know, one of the main benefits of going to the cinema mm. is noodles. Indeed. And after being burned last week by Valerian and missing out on noodles, we decided, ha-ha, let us go for noodles before we see the movie. It was a wise decision. It was not a wise decision, because when with when you have a full belly, mm-hmm. and you're in a dark room watching boring adverts, like by the trailers, I was nearly asleep. <laughs> Just like nodding off like such a full belly. I'm so warm and full of noodles. <laughs> and then the movie started, which refused to let you snooze. Yeah. Because almost from minute one, the soundtrack just kicks in with Jing, Hang, Thor. Just mm. constant. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack is something I would like to address. Yes. Very much so. Like, you know when you're doing a horror soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be that loud? Uh, well, yeah, because otherwise, how, how will people know when the scary stuff happens? Because I, I could, pre- I could basically go bit point by point. Yep, there's a scare coming because they'll have a tense hum of, and then it would go silent, and then it would go spooky thing, and then it would go back to, or it would just go to some generic for the normal talking scenes where people were talking like, haha, this is not a time where there is no spookiness. We're outside in the sunshine. Yep, there is absolutely nothing to be happening. Don't worry, audience. You can relax for a bit. Oh, wait, it's it's evening now. The sun is setting. Therefore, fear. The the soundtrack demands it. The spooks are coming. Yeah, Why, that might be racist. Uh, we are in the American South. I didn't mean 50- that. I meant like spooky people. Yeah. Because that was the other thing, like... So we've got this Conjuring universe, and we had Annabelle 1, which, surprisingly, I quite enjoyed. Yes. I thought it was a good movie. So I went into this with not high hopes, but, you know, I was looking forward to it. Fair enough, I want this to be good. Mm. Despite the fact that, go check out the Conjuring 2 review from last summer, I was not a big fan of the Conjuring 2. No. And this, it was just disappointing. Because to have this big universe... Hmm. They're trying to set up, and then like this doll, right? Okay, cool. And then when when I tell you the basic outline of the like the tiny synopsis that you get that you can get from the movie is group of Catholic girls go to stay at an orphanage. Yeah. It Guess is. what fucking happens? Yeah. Guess what happens? Shit comes at night. Oh, yeah. k- kids tell kids tell adults shit's going down. Adults don't believe them. Oh! To a frankly unreasonable degree. But, oh, right. The <laughs> rules of... Because uh, it's what I want to get back to with the soundtrack thing, right? Yeah. There are multiple times in this movie where shit's going down because it's night. Yeah. So what do you, what do you usually do at night? Uh, you scream. No, no, you sleep. Right. Rob. What are you doing at night? That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. It... it it explains much things. Anyway. Ah, this went nowhere. So you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can be woken up by spookiness. That that can apparently wake you up. But what can't wake you up is spookiness chasing you 
won't wake me up, apparently. Yeah. Because there's so many times when there's, like, massive noises going on in the night and, ah, spooky, spooky, and people are asleep. Yeah. Like, no... There's a girl screaming her fucking lungs out in the living room. Alright, if you ever... Because that's the other thing. Have you ever been on a farm that remote? I've I've personally never been on a farm. When I travelled, when I travelled, when I worked in Australia, I was Mm -hmm. on one of the most remote farms probably you could probably be on. Yeah. It was buttfuck in the middle of a WA. And you knew if the house, like, three miles away had their front light on. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't, you would hear the screams. It is definitely quiet out there. Yeah. And especially given that... But no, 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 yeah. can't hear shit. Well, it, I think it affects the other characters even worse. Like, there's some weird case of narcolepsy. Because, to spoil one of the scares, because fuck you, it's not scary. No, but there are, like, 70. Yeah. Because I can get... I will go on yeah, to some scares that I didn't draw. Yeah. But there's this one scene where, um, about halfway through, this girl goes to bed, and she looks over in a bunk bed, and she sees a load of footsteps of something evil and spooky, clearly, and they lead into the bottom bunk. Oh my and, god, what a brilliant idea. Yes. A little girl, asleep on the top bunk, gets woken up. There's some something possibly on the bottom bunk. How terrifying is that? Yeah, she wakes up the next day. She wakes up the yeah. next day. How, she just, what the fuck? How did she sleep? Like, how, There are kids who can't sleep after watching Jaws. Yeah. Let alone actual visible footprints under your bottom bunk. Yeah, just like kind of, oh yeah, the... Uh, the the demonic cro- creatures from hell have poured out of the underworld, mouths dripping with blood, and they have scrawled into my bed for dark purposes. But I am absolutely fucked all day. I shouldn't I'm- have eaten those noodles. Yeah. Maybe that was it. She had noodles and we were just like, are they fire yarn? Yeah, one. Because it is quiet out yeah. there. Jesus, imagine if Freddy Krueger was with these kids. He, this would be the easiest kills for impossible. Where he's just like, we're all fucking asleep already. I, I don't need to do anything. My work here is done. Yeah. All right, girls. Yeah, that, it did, it did annoy me because there's even one shot where they directly, like, they, they cut from spookiness back to the bedroom. And it's just people asleep. Just, yep. Yeah, people asleep. Yep, nothing. Didn't, nothing. Didn't hear shit. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, I know. Like, oh, Michael, if they did here, there wouldn't be much point, would there? It wouldn't be... Yeah. I get that. I get that. But the shit that went down yeah. was so bloody loud. Yeah. All the time. Like, all the scares were loud because they mostly involved a tiny girl screaming. Hmm. Well, there's this... Something primal goes off in you when you're a little girl screaming. It's just, what the shit? Yeah. There's a supremely weird bit where the nun and... Well, actually, let's talk about this nun, because she might be one of the worst horror supporting cast members in a while, just in doing all the wrong things of, a, oh, well, um, one of the little girls has um, uh, thrown a, been thrown down the stairs and people are saying, oh, it's a the, ghost. Yep. And, and we think she fell. Yep. And there's, and there are people dead around the orphanage, but I'm going to stay here for several nights. And this keeps happening where people die and she's like, yeah, but we'd have to drive into town. Yeah, all the crosses in the living room get flipped upside down. The Bible opens and fucking pages rip out of it. It says, get out. Yeah. She's like, right, girls, back to bed. Yeah. They have some comfy ass beds and it is quiet around here. Yeah. Anyone for noodles? 
There's a TV here because it's the 50s. Because of course it's the 50s. No horror film made could, nowadays can seem to be set in modern day. That's the thing. What, what, what worries me is, because it's a popular movie and it's already done well. It had, mm. a, it had a measly budget of 15 million. Yeah. And it's now made 35 million. It just is an opening weekend. So that's a big hit for the Conjuring universe. Yeah. So they'll go forward with it. But are we not past shitty nuns and spooky ghosts and Bible and demon and I want your soul? Well, see, this right. is... Pro- that is a motivation for everything. Just like, I, death is immense pain. I must fuck with you to get joy. See, this is the um, problem with modern horror that I do find. Or modern mainstream horror, I should say. Because there's other stuff on the indies. They've always been doing fine and bad in different streaks. But with modern horror, it's now about reassuring people. Because wh- when we went to the cinema, who were the primary audience there? It's an interesting point. It was... Couples. Yep. It was couples. Because the whole Couples point, and teenagers. Yeah. The whole point nowadays is that you're meant to see a, a film and it's like a ghost train ride where you're riding along and the tense music starts and the tense music stops and it stops. And then a big thing with a horrible face goes, Habooga, booga, booga, booga. Usually a hobo because it's always scraggly hobos with fucked up faces now. That's our movie monsters and the whole point is that you're meant to go oh that was so startling i was terrified and then you meant to laugh and you joke about how oh you were scared oh no you were scared oh no you were scared more yeah but you were scared more and there's just no film where people are going to walk out the cinema and just go i've been generally rocked by that experience i'm a worse (laughs) person now i i've seen into the abyss and it stared back at me and screamed my name I do long for the days of, like, you know, front page news being like, do not go to see The Exorcist. People have died in the cinema. Yeah. It's just absolute horror. Evil Dead, this movie will change your life. Yeah. Well, paranormal activity, I suppose that was almost the start of this trend. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. But. Credit where credit's due. Paranormal Activity 3 is fucking incredible. Well, uh, and I will no, stand I'm by not- that. I was, I was going to say that in Paranormal Activity's defense, that had a brilliant campaign where it just showed all of the people screaming in terror at the uh yeah in the adverts and now now adverts for horror films are just oh you're going to get somebody with whited out eyes and you're going to get a load of shrieking noises religious iconography yeah oh it's ghosts that's the thing why is it always religion yeah it's always ghosts now i i'm done with ghost stories yeah yeah like if there's one thing i that- mean they can be done well yeah, but... but they have to be done differently. Like uh, literally, the last good ghost story I can think of off the top of my head is the Nicole Kidman movie The Others. Jesus, and that's a good movie. Yeah, but, but it wasn't out and out horror. No, that was just a... it was just damn creepy. Yeah, it was just a bit fucked up. Like because every horror film now, this is something that happened with Lights Out. This is something that happened with. Uh, lights out where it's just oh someone died ages ago and um, their spirit is trapped like samara with the ring and the tape yeah. it's trapped in this vaguely creepy iconography and uh now it wants non-specific revenge against these people who had fuck all to do with it stuff and endlessly piss around with light bulbs yeah 
There is... Slam Doors. Nice one. Mm. See, I was watching this film, and this also gets back to the whole um, horror, modern horror design to reassure, where you watch through this film, and there's barely anybody dies. Like, yeah. It, I, I did think that at the beginning. I was like, oh, good. Nice big cast. Yeah. This is obviously a prequel. So mm-hmm. I was thinking there can be no survivors. Hence yeah. why we got the next movie. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Is that that's the whole point? You have the horror cast. They're supposed to be unlikable. Yeah. So that you're just like, yeah, they're just a- kill half of them, if not more. Yeah, and then it's just supposed to be a grinder. And this is just everyone survives until like halfway through, and there's not even a jump scare until like what minute thirty five. Yeah, but then they are nonstop and relentless from then on in. But there's a difference between building tension and just not having nothing happen. There's no characters. I mean, I tried to get involved with the two little lasses and, you know, we, if anyone wants to adopt us, we promise to stick together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> I get I, all that, you know, but it just wasn't like cool. the fact that you've taken these uh, two very southern American girls, because it's America in the South, and you've made them sound like uh, chimney sweeps from London. <laughs> oh, cool, boy, me. We're going to be adopted together, Janice. I swear to God, if there's a possessed doll anywhere, you've got to tell me straight away and I'll grab an adult. They'll believe us for sure. They won't believe you. Yeah. No, they, no, they yeah, the next like, two hours go, of your life will be horrible. Go back to work, child. Oh, but cool, mister. That, that doll ripped off his face like. No, boy. Eat chip. Gruel. It's always gruel in Victorian times. We really should record some of these so we can just see, like, the, the image of your face then is like, spazzing out as you didn't know where to go with that. It was, it was weird. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, what happens is that I imagine two separate ways that that comedy bit can go and they pull my face in different directions. So, and they ended up doing nothing. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I'll save you with a good point. Oh, I? It was a little bit paint by numbers, this horror movie. Mm. And I will give you this. I will cite you this example. It's gone, hmm, paranormal activity was pretty popular. Let's have paranormal activity stuff in it. I.e., a ghost who grabs you by the leg and pulls you away into the darkness, which was really taken from wreck. Anywho, so we got one of them bits. Oh, well, yeah, Japan horror is pretty popular with your ring and your grudges. So let's have dark hair in front of a face and body... Oh, her shoulders yeah. are moving weird. She's broke her ankle. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Those type of bits. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your full-blown, well, everybody loves the exorcist, the power of Christ. So you have to have those bits. Yeah. There are other bits as well that were taken from other movies. Yeah. It but was three just... is all I need. Yeah. That's the problem, is it? And it was very much, right, well, people, people definitely love that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah. Because, and... to be honest, there wasn't that much doll. Yeah. I, I, the which, actual doll, there wasn't that much. Yeah, which I think is fair enough in of itself in the idea that the a doll running around killing people is a bit done. But even then, it could have done with it because this is a point I alluded to earlier. There's no monsters in this film. I would rather the doll actually been a real legit like doll yeah. that was possessed and stuff as opposed to evil in is using the doll as a conduit. Yeah, just, oh, it's, uh, and then so you have to have a visual like, well, there's the evil. Look, it's black with spooky horns and spooky face and spooky like you've seen spooky. Yeah, a billion times. Like we never really see it, or we never get 
any... What is it? Teeth and fangs. It's not a million miles away from that that face that flashes up in The Exorcist every now and again. Yeah. It's so, not a million miles away from that. Yeah, but even then, we see it in like a couple of flashes and it doesn't do anything. They don't do anything with it. It's just still the generic, oh, just... But there were some good things. Yes. Uh, there was a couple of good bits. I thought there was the best use of a set, uh, best use of a stair lift since Gremlins. Mm-hmm. And I did like how it does transition nicely into the first Annabelle, which, in my opinion, is a far superior film. Um, because that, yeah, that was good. I like that. Mm. And I also liked the performance of the wee Ouija two girl, whose name eludes me. Mm. Um, the ship's computer. No, the ship's computer. We don't. We no need for the ship's computer. The girl oh, I... from Ouija Two, who's not Janice, not the kid with polio, the other one. Righto. Yes, uh, the uh, little girl. Uh, exactly. Yeah, the younger sitter. The t- number one podcast in Hull for these reasons, people. Yeah, she seemed to be just playing the same role again of just like yeah, vaguely... but she has very expressive eyes for a child. Mm. She does that like, oh, what? What's going on? What? Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! They want us to clean them chimneys again. Oh no! We're gonna, I'm going to have to throw this doll down this well. But I won't close the lid once I've done it. Yeah, no. That, <laughs> that, that won't go wrong, right? I better no. shine your shoes, master. Miss, miss, I swear to God, this doll is possessed by like a devil or something. I don't oh. know where I went then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little Britain. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of going all over the shop. Just like started out Cockney shoe shine, but then just went into... Just straight generic, up Southerners. Yeah, generic pan-London accent for all times and periods. You get me, fam. Yeah. See, I'm sure that the Normans were kicking around at that time. They probably would have spoken like that as well. Although in French, obviously. We. Oui. Yeah. Oh, we oui, mate. <laughs> But yes, Conjuring Two. It's not that bad. Didn't hate it or anything, yeah. but it's not. It's not a great movie. It's, it's a lot of like every scene is. It'll show you the elements that it's going to use to scare you in three, two, one. Scare you. Yeah. And there's a lot of that mm. which I don't like. Yeah. Well, I could just tell what was going to be happening. Basically, the moment that the film started, like the moment the titles had come up, I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is what's going down." I just wish films like this would commit to maybe being a bit batshit crazy. Yeah. And doing like Drag Me to Hell, which I do believe is one of the most underrated horror movies of all time. Purely because it understands what it is with like its gross out schlocky horror. And just goes for it. At least has the decency to go for it. I did Whereas not. I didn't find the conjuring going for anything. Yeah. See, speaking as a highly snobby uh, film fanatic, critic, whatever, I did not think I would be missing the days of your saws, your hostels. And We've come a long way from saw and hostel and like yeah. the god and like human centipede to kind yeah. of put that but, full stop at the end of all that, yeah. didn't it? But shit happened in those films. Like, yeah. You would watch those films and it... It would be icky, it'd be an itchy and scratchy cartoon, it'd be the opposite end of horror, but at least that was a horror that was trying to at least elicit disgust and be horrifying. I just felt it was like pointless scaring. I never actually jumped once. No. Like, the... I'm a... I mean, obviously we're battle-hardened horror fans, but Mm. it would have been nice just to get a one like, Jesus, you know, just a summer. Yeah, just something that... But everything was just so like, yeah. oh, God. The characters walk too near to the camera. Something's about to walk behind her. 
Yeah. And like clockwork, just go, like Scooby-Doo goes across the corridor from one door to another. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> what was that? Turn around, turn back at the camera, overhead shot of the creaky floorboards as she walks to where it came from. Yeah. And to go back to the uh, soundtrack again, there's they've just lost the idea of the silent scare. Yeah. Yeah. There's like the, some of the biggest scares I've ever had in my life were like the first time I saw The Shining and you just have random cuts to Danny screaming, yeah. but in silence. Mm. Terrifying. Like, yeah. What the fuck? The Exorcist with the with the face that just randomly pops up. Yeah. Or Alien, where even when the alien does yeah. pop up, there's no music. Alien silent scare is amazing. Yeah. Because all- that's all you need. Like, let the scare speak for itself. Yeah. Like, there's... You don't need the... Mm. Don't... Yeah, or even to use if you are going to use a a, um, si- a soundtrack in your horror, take the the uh, scene in Halloween when they think Mike Myers is down, and just in the background he sits up, and then his piano theme comes in. But yeah. that's as like this. That's scary because you're going, oh my goodness, I can see the monster and it's approaching her, and you're screaming at her to turn around. Whereas this. Even when it, and it does this once where it has something in the background start moving while the character's not looking, but it lasts like three seconds and then you cut to behind the character and you get in close, you're close, you're close, and then she turns around and, oh no, it's moved, ah! and you're like, oh, we knew that, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mm. It's the, I just don't want horror to go this way. No, this this isn't how it's meant to be. No. Hmm. How is it meant to be? Who knows? Find out next week on the Battleship Potomac Coming in 2019, a spooky horror spectacular. He died ten years ago, I believe. He got hit by a truck, and the truck driver got out. He got hit by a truck, and then they held this doll that was passed down from generation to generation. This is far too wordy. (laughs) It was hit by a truck. The truck killer. <laughs> 2018. <laughs> that homeless person is going out of that truck. Nah, no, nah. No. No, no, no. I want to do one that'd be like, come in 2019, meet the Campbells. After a horrific financial recession hits the country, father, Maskell, <laughs> <laughs> father, because it's loses always. his job and has to move to Mississippi. When I- he moves to Mississippi. Spooky things start happening to his family who move in, and then father starts to kill family, and then spooky end. 2020. <laughs> I just like the idea of um, all the way through that trailer, he's he's just going, I go, ooh, ooh, this is spooky. Lifts up a knife with his bl- <laughs> with his uh, wife's blood covered in it. Oh no, this is really spooky. Why am I Stephen Dassey? I like that. It's a bit Fargo. Yeah. Oh no. I can't oh, believe no. how spooky this is. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
Oh, heck no. Stay away, ghost. <laughs> no, no, no. This year, George St. Pierre has to face a poltergeist. <laughs> hey, Dana, is that you? I kind of... I hear spooky things around me. I, I have the dexterity and the technique and the wrestling. I know where he... I know where you can be. I can shoot from anywhere. Double leg, you ghost. Where are you, ghost? You have. George Michael. George Michael. George Michael Pierre. GMP. Oh no! I can't believe it. <laughs> this is like the time I, I nearly got stolen by aliens, Holmes. <laughs> Improv. Yeah. Who else have we got in there? Uh, Oh, wait uh, Arnold. Uh, Arnold. <laughs> this, no, he wasn't. This not. year, Arnold. Oh. End of Days 2. Is, making... is the last priest. <laughs> yeah. We're making End of Days a cinematic universe now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not me that's the problem. It's the devil. <laughs> I am also the devil. <laughs> no, I am not the devil. <laughs> I'm good Arnold. He's bad Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are now... Join me, good Arnold. We'll take over California. <laughs> Hello, little girl. Why do you have your back to me facing a wall wearing a white nighty with long black hair? Turns round. It is me. No, <laughs> 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 no, little girl is me. I'm kind of going further away from Arnold and more into this hypothetical sly Arnold love child which is the best action movie ever hey you gotta have to stop Phoenix it's very much yeah it's very much the same sounds isn't it okay, shut up alright <laughs> this is not helping improv if anything it's clouding thoughts alright Meet Stacy. She's just got new neighbors, and they've asked her to do a favor. Hey, Stacy. I know we've only just moved in, but we're going out tonight to get shit hammered with your parents. Is there any chance you can babysit little Rod and Todd? Yeah. But little did she know, Rod and Todd's mother died years ago by with a horrific T-shirt bazooka accident, and Rod and Todd are now possessed by Maud Flanders. <laughs> hey, diddly ho. Hey, Rod and Todd, you shouldn't sit that close to the TV. Silence, our soul! <laughs> Rated PG-13. <laughs> well, hey, diddly, Todd, what, what are you doing with that uh, rake? What, what the fuck is that, Ned? Later that night, after editing was complete... I'm coming, Rob. I'm coming, Rob. Hi-ho, Silver! 